0: Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the WorkShoot Wrestling Podcast.
1: To swing. Suck it. Yeah. Welcome to an all-new post-NXT uh, pay-per-view episode of the WorkShoot Wrestling Podcast. This is Corey Richmond, joined by Jason Brooks. Jason, NXT takeover in your house. We both said coming into the show that we thought it was a good show on paper, Not a great show. And I think that's what we got. I thought we got one, not a match of the year contender, but a really solid three-way match and some other good stuff. But at the end of the year, I don't know if anything that's going to, we're going to remember as a blow away moment, but a solid show.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think it was a good show. Some matches I thought chemistry wise wasn't great. Some matches I thought were really, really good and kind of surprised me. Some performances uh, but the right woman went over. I'm very happy for Io Shirai, and, and um, so yeah, looking forward to talking about it with you.
1: Absolutely, you know, and uh, I love the. I mean, a couple of like, quick things, overview wise. I love the feel of the in your house set. I love the. I love having, Top Pettingale there for the old school feel. I, I mean, that was I one of my. Purple. That was one of my
0: highlights for sure. That that was great.
1: The Ico commercials, the, the uh, ice cream bars with the NXT people. I mean, I thought the ambiance, all that stuff, I thought really worked. I mean, I thought the opening music, that band, uh, Agent Orange or whoever they yeah, were. Terrible. We can live without them. Maybe we're both old, so it's not our type of music anymore. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with, you know, Seven Dust and, you know, Corn and those type of people for right now. I don't need, you know, whoever they are. But um, I thought overall, I thought the announcing was good. I mean, I thought everything... Overall, I thought the crowd actually worked for this show. I thought the, ch- you know, the chance for, you know, the Johnny Gargano stuff of the Cena type of thing. I thought all those things, the background stuff worked. So I think that was a step in the right direction to get, you know, before we get to actual magic.
0: Yeah, there were some things I did like the In Your House set a lot. I loved how pet and Gill. I loved having DX, you know, kind of making a, you know, fun of themselves. Um, so, yeah, some things I really liked. I thought the announcing was okay, but like a little spotty. I thought Mora wasn't as... Good as he usually is. I think the crowd was solid in some matches and another match. Like, why were they chanting for Karrion Kroc? Like, so there were some kind of weird things, I thought, with the crowd. But I think think overall, I think they were kind of weird in the beginning. And I think they picked up as things went along. Um, So overall, definitely a, a very solid show. But I think probably one of the weaker takeovers maybe that we've ever had. But again, with time constraints, with the coronavirus, with everything going on, I can't necessarily kill them, and they've given us – the bar is set so high for them. It's, it, it's kind of impossible to reach each time. So, you know, I'm not going to kill them over a show that wasn't amazing, but definitely a very solid show with some good matches.
1: And before we get far, just let everybody know, you can follow us on Twitter, at Pod. Of course, join us uh, as we are trying to be as social as possible on uh, Facebook, as the week goes along. And over the last couple of weeks, we've done some really good interviews with uh, independent wrestler David Starr, a two-part episode, which apparently a lot of people have liked. We have an uh, episode coming out this Tuesday with a uh, big veto from WCW, WWE, and ECW fame, which uh, was a really interesting, to say the least, time. So uh, got a lot of interesting episodes that you can catch. But uh, Jay, uh, let's, let's get into this show. What was, I think we all know the best match of the show was the main event, but was there anything that either underachieved or overachieved for you in this, on the show?
0: Yeah. I, this, the, the, the woman's match, the sixth um, woman's match was okay. It TV match. It was a TV match. The, a TV match. Um, the Adam Cole thing. I don't really know what that was, to be honest with you. I was kind of, I mean, apparently they taped the show for 12 hours, t- taped the match for 12 hours. I don't know what they were taping. Um, I thought it was fine, but not great. Um, so, you know, there were definitely some things. The Caring Cross match, I really, you know, and we're gonna we'll go into, but I really, really don't get it. So, there were a bunch of things that really disappointed me.
1: Interesting. All right. Um, for me, just like a quick overview. Like I said, the main event I thought was tremendous. I don't know if it's like a five star classic. Well, as, well, I'm
0: gonna well, I'm gonna but... say this about the let me just say this about the women's main event. I think it was interesting because. Three-way matches are always hard, men's or women's. And they always do this thing where the one woman or man gets knocked out, and he's out for like 10 minutes, and then the two women or men wrestle each other. And then, you know, it's it's kind of that back and forth. This was a really, really good three-way match. I think it's one of the better three-way matches I've seen in a really long time because they were all in the ring together a lot at the same time. And I think that's very, very hard to do when you have the talent of these women, it's, you know, it makes a lot of sense, but I think they really did a good job of coordinating. It didn't look sloppy. I thought the spots were really good. I thought it was a tremendous, tremendous um, three-way match. And one of the better three-way matches, men's or women's, I think I've like ever seen. So I feel like these three-way matches usually end up being, you know, not so great. Um, The other thing is we, and, you know, we're kind of all over the place right now, but we do have to talk about Damian Priest, who I think had maybe the performance of the night. I thought he was great, and um, I, I, I think he should have went over, but, you know, we could get more into that.
1: And I guess my last thought before we get fully into this card, I'm going to agree with you. I, there was something about the show that it was, like I said, it wasn't a bad show, but it wasn't a blowaway show. No. And it, and it had nothing to do with, like, I've made these excuses over the last couple of weeks that coronavirus and everything else going in the world has made me very depressed and I'm not into wrestling. It, it had nothing to do with that because the crowd was good everything backwards, but just something about it just didn't feel like a takeover. But, uh, Jay, let's, let's start with the beginning of the show. The six, six woman tag, I thought everyone worked hard. No one did anything stupid that, that could have ended their career, AKA, good job, Shotzi, you know, and not try to kill yourself. Um, I, I was a little bit surprised with the, with the results. I mean, I'm happy that they did protect both Reyna Gonzalez, who I think can be a monster, and if you push her the right way, you can get even maybe a title. Maybe she doesn't have to win, of course, but maybe a title, a title match, you know, maybe by the end of the year. Corey, of the well, Corey,
0: when's the last time they ever had, a, you know, a six-way men's or six-way women's match where the men won or where the uh, heels won? The heels never win. Like, the baby, especially in a pay-per-view and a bigger match and a Raw or SmackDown main event, the baby faces always win. So I was not surprised at the result at all.
1: I guess maybe the only reason I was a little surprised is because, it seemed like they were pushing Candice LeRae. Like I said, they protected her. She was not. She was not there for the end result. And you know, I I thought that they were maybe pushing Dakota Kai and Raquel, uh, Raquel uh, Gonzalez, a little bit more than the other three females. Uh, but in, in by, the by
0: the way, you talk about how to protect somebody. The, the NXT has done such a great job of protecting Raquel Gonzalez. Oh, yeah. Right. They're not putting her in long matches. They're putting her in. You know, short matches with really good talent to make her look good, utilizing her power moves. I mean, you talk about how to book someone, and this is why I was arguing with someone on Twitter, and we can get into that in a little bit, about NXT and what they do right, what they do wrong. But WWE doesn't know how to do stuff like this. Like, protect a a performer while she's developing, making her look strong, and, you know, pushing her the right way. I think what they've done with her has been really, really fantastic.
1: And we said in the past, it's Diesel and Shawn Michaels from the late ni- from the late '90s, where you had Shawn was the workhorse, and you had Diesel was the big guy who beat the living crap out of at the bodyguard. At some point, you could have the two of them break up, and you could have the feud or whatever. But I really do think you can make Raquel Gonzalez this monster who you let her slowly develop, and maybe within a year, within the, maybe at the end of the year, I don't know if Io Shirai will have the title. Spoiler. By, by that point, but maybe you can get a main event, uh, you know, of EO Shirai or whoever your babyface champion versus Ra- Raquel Pennington, who's this monster they've built, who, you know, was basically, I think, you know, I think she's lo- she lost her, her match to Tegan Knox, but it was almost like a, as a fluke at the time. I think they kept they protecting her well that you might be able to do something with her.
0: Yeah, so we'll see.
1: Um, like I said, everybody looked okay. Uh, Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. They had a good, hard-fought match, a little bit over 13 minutes. I, I, we both agreed that uh, Gaming Priest should have won this match, but we thought, both thought in the, the day that Finn Balor would win. Coming off this win, I would think Finn Balor will be the next person to uh, to face Adam Cole, Bebe. He's already
0: faced him, though. They're having him face him again?
1: I mean, we can get, get to him more when we get to Adam Cole match, but I mean – I don't see who the next guy is. I don't think you're doing title versus title with Keith Lee. Mm. But as you said before, Damian Priest is by far his best performance since being with the company. The former punishment Martinez in uh, R.O. Yeah, I thought he was really good. But I just unless he's going to the main roster or they cut away too fast and we didn't see what the next step was going to be when it looked like they're about to do a fist bump for respect at the end of the match. I don't know what you do with Damian Priest because once again. I don't know what the actual numbers are here, but I feel like Damian Priest at some point has to win a match. He's never won a feud. I know you said wins and losses are a lot more important to me than they are to you at times when it comes to certain things. But I don't know. Every time I look at Damian Priest, it was a great performance, but every major match he's been in, he's lost. I know he's a heel. Yeah,
0: no, I, 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 I agree. If, if we had the AEW you know, record at the bottom, he'd be like 0-10 in big matches, right? So he's never won a big match. I thought this was the best match I've seen of him uh, since he's been in NXT. Um, I thought him and Balor had good chemistry, and it was really a fun, fun match. I thought it was really good, but I think Priest should have won. And what do you do with him here?
1: Is he, I don't know. I mean, how many guys? I mean, how many guys go up to the main roster? I mean, we, we know that Davin and Dyjack is supposed to be going up to the main roster. I mean, this is the best match I've seen from Damian Priest since his ROH days versus uh, Will Ospreay. And and what's very similar is. He was going up against a smaller opponent, unlike his, you know, Haas message, which he's been having lately.
0: Well, well, he's, been, well he's been having good matches with everybody. I mean, he, he's beyond that, he's been having good matches, but he was actually given the stage here to have a, 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 a you know, a really long match. So, you know, I, I think, and obviously, Balor's a tremendous wrestler. So they've had great chemistry, but I don't know what you do with him here. I mean, you, you, can't, you can't go after Keith Lee again. You can't have him go after the the, the uh, NXT title because he's a heel. Uh, does he join a tag team? Maybe they need him to join a tag team. I, I don't know. I don't know what they do. Or they just bring him to the main roster. I mean, he's a big guy. He has the look that Vince wants. I mean, the difference between him and Karen Cross. I don't. I, I don't understand. But you know, that we can talk about that in a minute. But he's big guy, great look, really good athlete, really good wrestler. I mean, maybe that's the play. You know, Dijek to Raw, Priest to SmackDown. I mean, why not? Well, you know, now, again, we never want to see these NXT guys go to the main roster because we know what happens to them usually, unfortunately. But, you know, I mean, maybe this is the time to go. We've seen wrestlers in NXT who don't win titles in NXT who go to the main roster and have success. So maybe Priest will be one of those guys.
1: Hey, It'll be interesting to see where they go with him, but it was great performance. I, like I said, I think Finn Balor's next step is a world title shot, I would think, because there's not many singles guys who I can think of who don't have a dance partner. Uh, Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano, the longest match of the night, a little bit over 20 minutes. So I want
0: to go, I I want to start before you go here about my my thoughts on it, because we may disagree. I thought it was choppy. I thought their chemistry wasn't great. I thought it was the worst takeover match that each of them has had. Um, It wasn't a bad match by any means but their bar the bar for them is, is set so high. You know, Gargano they said he was 200 pounds or whatever. I mean, he is so chiseled. He looked like he was 170 pounds. And Keith Lee's probably close to 300. So Gargano's offense looked ridiculous. He would put him try to put him in a sleeper. He could barely get his arms around him. And so his offense didn't look great. I thought their chemistry was was off. I I, I just I thought it was not a great match at all. I think the guys even kind of knew that as they were going through. It was just a, a pretty, you know, I don't want to say a, a sloppy match, but for their standards I think it was uh, not the match that they're used to having on a takeover. Um, so, a solid match, but I thought it was just okay.
1: I, I don't disagree with you. I, mean, I, I I enjoyed the Keith Lee spot with putting uh, Johnny Gargano through the uh, the glass, the glass. I thought that was a good spot nowhere as good as his best one with Adam Cole that time which is will be the you know the spot that they do in the highlight packages when they finally bring up the raw at Smackdown I thought that was good um, I I was surprised by by the result I thought that you build Johnny Gargano with this heel persona and apparently you know I thought he would have been a, a good idea to make him the, the North American champion and then move Keith Lee up to bigger things I, like I said, Keith Lee's one of my favorite guys in the industry right now. But I, I, think, he's, I think it's time for him to move up to, to you for the main title. You know?
0: and- why, can't, why can't he feud for the main title? Why can't he? Why can't he say, hey, I've got the NXT title, but I'm going to go for the main title too. Do it. You want to really put, put, put him over. Do the ultimate warrior thing. When he's the IC champ, you know, against Hogan, and he wins both belts. Why not? Then you do a tournament for the NXT North American title, and then you build another guy that way. And then Cole goes up to the main roster or whatever, you know? Why not? I, guess, I don't see. I mean, you
1: do it. I mean,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't see. see I
1: don't, that. But I mean, that's a possibility. I guess you could. I do mean, it. would
0: that not be the biggest match that NXT could have right now?
1: In front of nobody, yeah, absolutely. Um, sorry, uh, I don't disagree with you. I mean, I just don't know where you go from here. I feel like I, said, I thought they had a good match. I liked a couple of the, the. I liked some of the comedy stuff in the match in regards to the thing with the. Uh, with the key and stuff. Um, I don't think you needed the whole thing with the women at the very end. I felt that was just a little bit too much of an add on of just goofiness. Um, but overall, I thought Keith Lee and Gargano had a good match, nothing nothing great. And like you said, a little bit, I guess that would be my most disappointing part of the pay per view their match. Um, going into uh, the match that I think we're going to agree with, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh for the NXT World Heavyweight Championship. Um, your backyard uh what was it the, whatever brawl they called it. Uh Adam <laughs> Cole versus Velveteen Dream in just under 15 minutes. Cole uh keeps the title. Another cinematic match. You you brought this up beforehand. I have no idea why this took this took 12 hours apparently to film, according to Sean Ross Sapp from fightful.com uh, reported that from his sources. Um I, what were they doing
0: for 12 hours? Can yeah. someone tell me what they were doing for 12 hours? That didn't look like 12 hours of, of. I, I know that, you know, we're not actors, and I know acting scenes sometimes take a while, but that took 12 hours? Yeah, I don't
1: know. That was It was definitely something. Oh, I'm sorry, it was the, the backlap
0: brawl. brawl. Um, that was, I thought it, it looked like a, and I noticed this on Twitter, at work to shoot pod, it looked like a lumberjack match with cars. It looked like that was the match. And then they're explaining during the match that, oh, yeah, you got to get a pinfall in the ring. What? I didn't know that. They didn't tell us that at all. So, you know, we didn't know the the rules. We didn't know why the cars were there. They're honking their horn at Adam Cole. Why are they honking their horn at the heel? Why didn't someone get out and beat him up? Why is everyone just sitting in their car? What is this, uh, uh, driving at the movies? Somebody get out and do something. You see the man's being beat up by, Felicity Dream's being beat up by three other people. Someone come out and help him. I, you know, I don't know. It, it seemed it was a kind of a weird match to me. Um, I thought the guys worked hard, obviously. You know, I, I'm not going to fault either wrestler. I just didn't. I thought I, I, it's hard, as far as these cinematic matches, we're going to get this right, Corey. We're going to get some really good match, some really good cinematic matches, and some some we're going to be some hits and misses. And this one was a, a miss for me. This one was a miss. It, it was passable. It was fine. I wasn't angry that I watched it, but I wasn't delighted that I watched it either.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just, it didn't feel. me. You know what? I think what my biggest problem with the match was, and I think this is the first one we've had it this way. I don't think we should ha- and maybe this was part of the reason I didn't love the Money in the Bank match, which I thought was re- super goofy and not in a good way. I think when titles are involved in matches or championships, I don't want to see cinematic matches because it, it feels like almost like a cheat. But if, if it's for a title, I just want to see a wrestling match. You want to see stipulations, that's fine. But just give me a, give me a match. Don't give me this, this garbage of all of this extra stuff, you know? And I, I, know, I know Dream has gotten better as time has gone along. But if Dream is not at that level at this point that Cole can get put him into a great match, then don't have Velvet Dream in the match, you know? I mean, I, I'm not trying to be mean on that respect, but it's just, that's just kind of the way I feel.
0: Yeah, I I don't disagree. I mean, Dream's had a lot of great matches in the past. It's been really difficult with the coronavirus because I think a lot of Dream's appeal is through the crowd, more so than a lot of other guys. You know, Keith Lee is like that, things like that. But he really seems to get a lot of his oomph from the crowd. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, I I don't know. It just wasn't great. It wasn't great at all and didn't need it.
1: I agree. Uh, Like I said, it's fine... Now, so let's get into the discussion I brought up a little bit earlier. We'll make it quick here because we're a little short on time tonight. Uh, who do you think – so you think it's going to be Keith Lee or do you think it's going to be Finn
0: Balor? I mean, so first of all, and we, we, you know, we've talked about this, you know, in the past, right? Like with Cole possibly leaving, there's rumors that he's already signed a contract. There's rumors that he's leaving. There's rumors that everything. We have no idea Adam Cole's status. Him, win- him winning the title is some indication that he may stay. Uh, we talked about it on our other show the idea that, you know, um, uh, Brian James um, really put him over hard, um, said he's one of the best wrestlers out there. So I don't know. I think the momentum's there toward him staying, obviously, with him winning the title. Um, maybe there's something with the Undisputed Era, they, there starts to be some cracks there. I think you have to go with Keith Lee. I think he's the guy who's set up to beat him. Nobody else has beat him. And I can't think of any other baby faces who have the momentum that Keith Lee has to beat him. So I really think to me, it's, it's, it's got to be Keith Lee. It's their, and, and they have such a deep roster that they could have that be the main event. And I think they'd have a hell of a match. Um, and then you have, you know, they could have a ton of other matches in between. You can do a cinematic gimmick match. You could do a, obviously NXT women's title match. You know, th- there's a ton of things you could do. They could even throw the, um, women's, uh, titles in there with Sasha and Bailey. have them come back to NXT and wrestle, you know, a couple of the women, they could do a lot of different things if they want and still have a good show. Um, even though obviously Keith Lee and Adam Cole are their main eventers. Um, I, I think it'd be their biggest, one of their biggest shows. So I, I think that's the match that I would do. Um, but, you know, we'll see where they go with it.
1: Yeah, and maybe we're forgetting somebody with the top of the head because they weren't on the show tonight. Uh, Karrion Cross, or formerly known as Killer Kross, uh, over Tomasa Champa in just over six minutes. I thought this is the perfect way to do this, to put Karrion Cross over. I know it's not the NXT style, especially on TakeOver have a super short type of squash match i mean the last time we really had one of these that i can remember was when kevin owens won the title versus Sami Zayn, and i thought that worked at the time making kevin owens look like a monster and i really know always well had the pedigree of roh and independence more than uh the former kevin cross slash you know Ke- uh, killer cross with stuff on impact and you know lucha underground and triple stuff so he doesn't have that resume Going into does, the,
0: does he have it, though, right? Does he – I don't know, Corey. He has some fancy suplexes. He looks like a badass. His woman is hot. She seems to have more charisma than him. I don't – I've watched this guy a bunch. I don't get it. He's big, and he looks mean and tough. But the build to this match wasn't anything to write home about. His promos, they, they even tried to do the pre-package. I wasn't even excited by the prepackage because he just said TikTok. I mean, what 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 is he, other than an entrance and a couple of suplexes? What's the big deal? Look, like, what are we doing here? Damian Priest should be in this spot, in my opinion. But who knows? And here's another thing that I noted too on Twitter at work, to Shoot Pod. They're lucky they don't have crowds in it right now. I don't know that this would go over very well with the NXT crowd that they're pushing a guy that I don't know seems okay, seems like a good wrestler. But I don't see, you know, we talked to Big Vito, that interview's coming up probably on Tuesday, you know. Um, but Big Vito talked about a guy having charisma, a guy having it. I could be wrong. I've only been a wrestling fan for 35 years. I don't know. But I don't see it with Karrion Cross at all. I don't. Um, I see a guy who looks mean, who looks tough. Uh, but this is something NXT really has, hasn't done. They've done this with a couple of guys. Adam Cole got a big push early, but not even, like, to this level. Drew McIntyre got a really big push really quickly. Um, so there's, a, But Drew McIntyre, you know, Nakamura got a push really quickly. A couple of guys. Owens did. But they already kind of had it, right? They were already there. The crowd already knew who they were and were anticipating them and whatever. I think this guy has built – he has a building cred with the audience though they're bringing him in like he already has credit with the audience and he doesn't. Um, So I I don't know. The match itself was fine. He killed him. And you're right. If the idea is to put him over and put the rocket ship to his back, this was the absolute right result. They know what they're doing in terms of that. I just don't know that this is the right guy. Even when they were talking about putting him in the main roster, doing all this, like, I, I don't know. I don't get it. He's, he's, I don't know.
1: I mean, I don't disagree with you on the idea that he feels more like – I think you said this on previous shows. He feels more like a main roster type of guy, someone who should be on a smackdown with Char- with uh, with Charlotte – not Charlotte, uh, with
0: uh, – uh, Scarlett. Scarlett, thank
1: you. Uh, Scarlett Bordeaux. Um, I, like I said, I liked it. I thought it made he – he was put over, really strong, over a, basically one of the two or three top guys in the company, the biggest – Babyface in the company, very similar to what they did when Brock returned at the, I believe it was SummerSlam, basically suplexing uh, John Cena like 13 or 20 times. That's Brock, That's
0: Brock Lesnar. That's Brock Lesnar. He has built-in cred. Corey, what do you think would happen if the, if the crowd was there? Well, how do you think the crowd, if the NXT crowd was there over these last couple of weeks and this result? how do you think the crowd would react to this? How do you think they'd be reacting to the Carrying Cross?
1: Shock, silence, maybe? I don't, I don't know. know be, I don't know. It'd be an interesting test, but you know what? They don't have that luxury right now. They're trying to – you know, you're bringing up – I mean, Dijek hasn't done anything, but you're bringing up Dijek. You're bringing up uh, Matt Riddle. You might, who knows? You might be bringing up, you know, Damien Priest, who, who's never won a match in NXT, it feels like. If you're bringing up some guys, you've got to start promoting other guys. If that's what they're doing here. Well,
0: there's promoting a guy, and then there's what they're doing with Karen Cross.
1: Yeah, like I said, I mean, I don't know what the right answer is here. We will see as time goes along. Um, Main event time, Io Shirai versus Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. Slightly under 18 minutes for the NXT women's title. You said earlier, one of the best uh, three-way matches you've seen in a long time. I don't think it's the gold standard of WWE three matches, which I, of the modern era, which I would say would most likely be that Royal Rumble match we had a couple of years ago. With Ron Cena and, and Lesnar. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, the one from, what was it, maybe Wrestle, one of the WrestleMania 20 or something when you had, um, was it Jericho versus Benoit versus Angle or something? You know, you had a couple of matches yeah. there or I forgot, or it might've been Guerrero in the match, but yeah.
0: But again, that's 15 years ago. I mean, we're putting this up there with some of the best three-way matches in, in recent memory. So, Absolutely. yeah, that says yeah. a lot about the match.
1: Absolutely. And I, and I I was happy that one of the few matches I actually got right at the night when this when this show first started, people who listened to uh, last week's episode saw uh, I got the six-person tag team wrong. I got the Keith Lee match wrong. You know, I got, when this thing started, I got a couple of matches these wrong. But I got the main event right. I said Io Shirai would win. As... When we got to today, I actually called Jay about 15 minutes before the show. Actually, you called me to ask if we were to do a post-show. And I was like, I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable. I think Charlotte's going to keep the title. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, whew, all right, I got that one right, thank God. Um, thought it was a really good match. Yeah. Earlier, in, earlier in the day, um, on the WWE Network, they had uh, the best of, I think it was called TakeOver or NXT matches. And they had a match that we were at, the uh, NXT Brooklyn match, of uh, Bailey. Versus uh, Sasha Banks, which is one of the best matches I think either one of us has ever seen live. It was one of the first times I had seen it since we were there, which is like four or five years ago now. And this was very similar to me in one way. When this first, when this match first started, it was, I was I was not sitting there going Oh, this is good. this is a great match. I was like, All right, they're pacing, they're doing whatever, but it's slowly built, mm-hmm. and it was just a point where you just went All right, something special's here. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Io Shirai yeah. dived off of the the house, and you're like. I don't know if she's going to win the match, but we've got something there. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm tuned in. I'm ready for the next 10 minutes or however long we have left. And we're going to have some fun.
0: Yeah. I agree. It, you
1: know, I so agree. I mean, I don't know how long Io Shirai keeps the title. I still think that the, the main goal for this company right now is Flair versus Rhea Ripley in a one-on-one match.
0: I mean, listen, uh, Corey, they have some really good chemistry. I mean, they have chemistry like, and again, I've talked about this before. I like when wrestling sometimes seems like a fight. Yeah. Because Io Shirai's great, but Io Shirai's small. She's a high flyer. You know, her stuff is, you know, a lot of high flying. And that's what a lot of what we see now in 2020. But I like sometimes the idea that people are just trying to beat the hell out of each other. And I think when it comes to Charlotte and Rhea, because they're both bigger women, which we don't get a lot. You know, there's not women, you know, their size. Them and Raquel Gonzalez kind of is it, Right. But you have these bigger women, and they're both good athletes, but they just want to beat the hell out of each other. So, I, yeah, that's a, that's a match I'm really, really strongly looking forward to. And EO has a plethora of baby faces that, she, and EO, I don't even know what she is, the heel or baby. I don't I know what. She was, I think she's a tweener or, or
1: the baby
0: face. Yeah, I think she, I think the crowd was. I don't think she ever identified as a baby face. But she's so dope, the crowd's like, come on, we're not <laughs> like we're not when, they, when the music came out and she's doing all this craziness and then she's flying in the ring. So I guess she's a baby face. But that makes it even better, Corey. She can wrestle any of these women yep. on the NXT roster. She can, she can wrestle Sashi Blackheart and be like, all right, that makes sense. She could wrestle Tegan Knox. Okay, Dakota Kai. So I think there's a lot of possibilities for, for her and she can make them all look good. Um, so, yeah, I, I think she was the right person to go over. You can keep Charlotte in NXT, or you can have her on all three brands like they want to do. Um, and, yeah, I, I thought it was a great match. I thought the right person went over. And I'm, that really – I don't want to say that match saved the show, but – Oh, saved the, show. It's, it's, saved the show. Yeah, it saved it from being an okay show to a pretty sol- – to a very solid show, I think.
1: Yeah, it, you know what? It went from being a five in, a five out of ten show – to being a seven or a seven and a half. That's what that main event did. It made it yeah. from being an average show to a good show.
0: Yeah, and I'm really glad it was the main event too. Last main, last main event, women's main event, was, uh, I don't know if it was, the, it wasn't the Brooklyn match, it was, there, it was their Iron Woman match, right? Yeah. That's the last women's NXT main event, the last uh, TakeOver main event featuring women. With all the stuff they've done with women. I think that's really, really interesting. Definitely the right match to be the main event. That, that's not even uh, a question. And um, yeah, I felt great for Io Shirai. I love what and NXT always does these things right, even with the streamers like they have in Japan. You know, I, I think about when Omega won the G1, right? They always know kind of like how to you know do things a little different to kind of make sense to the to the audience and and to to make things look good. And um, I was very happy for Io. You could tell how excited she was to win the title and um, how great of a feeling it was for her with everything she's been through injuries. having these opportunities taken away from her. So, I mean, she basically is a baby face, but um, she can kind of wrestle anybody. And yeah, they have a champion who really doesn't speak the language well, but they did have one of those for a while and she was pretty badass. So they know how to build somebody who doesn't speak the language great. Um, So I think they'll be okay. So we'll we'll see what happens, but I'm very excited she's a champion. I, I could not be happier for her
1: a couple of things before we get out of here uh one i thought it was a really good touch uh tonight and we, we spoke about this on last week's episode in regards to uh the dope former gunner and tna uh comments and regard uh but you had tonight with um keith lee on his jacket and his tights uh representing black lives matter and it wasn't made a super big deal it was very tastefully done so it didn't Overshadow the show, but it was shown that, you know, WWE, even a company that's, leans very conservative, to put it nicely, whatever you want to say everybody's opinion is about Vince McMahon uh, and his relationship with Donald Trump, they didn't stop him from expressing his opinions, and, you know, I, I thought that was a ni- nicely and well-done thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, two, I do think it's going to be interesting to see where they go with Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, if Ray Ripley stays on NXT or do the fact that she got pinned, maybe and you want to continue this, maybe you move her up to the main roster because of the fact you have disasters like Nia Jax up there and you need actual wrestlers. You know, I don't know. I mean,
0: I mean, they have a big hole in the main roster. Right? They have I mean, Becky Lynch left. Yeah. She is the gold star of of the of the women's brand. So she's gone. So they, they're gonna need they're gonna need someone to help. You know, they really are. So, um, you yeah, know, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm, and I'm really interested to see where some of these feuds lead. We don't know when our next
1: NXT TakeOver show will be because of, you know, everything that's going on. I don't know if there's one still scheduled for SummerSlam weekend. <clears throat> I, there was originally one supposed to be in Boston because that was going to be going up against the G1 show at the Garden, which, of course, is canceled. So we'll see if that show's going on. But we will be interesting to see where some of these feuds go. And it was for the first time, I said this last week on the show, but... This is the first night that I actually didn't mind Charlotte being on NXT because she's so much bigger than almost every other woman on the roster, and we haven't seen her in a match with Ra- uh, with Raquel um,
0: Gonzalez,
1: Raquel Gonzalez. But she's got she's such an imposing figure, that I think she's a really good base for a lot of these smaller women to learn from. Yeah, and I mean I don't want to see her bury everybody like you know she gets accused of doing because she is so you know high up on the card. But for the first time, I didn't mind her being there. I don't know if that makes sense to you or not.
0: But. Yeah, I didn't really mind her being there at all. Um, I, I'm okay with her being there. Shockingly, they didn't have her get pinned. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you you did point that out. You said, I don't think they're going to have her get pinned if she, you know it's a way for her to lose, but not get pinned. Keep her credibility. Um, I don't mind Charlotte on there, as long as they're doing the right things with her, which um, I think NXT knows how to book her probably better than the main roster does. She's been a... 80-time champion already, right? So um, I, I don't mind keeping her in NXT, you know, working with Real Ripley, working with some of the women, other women. But here's the thing. WWE may be like, hey, we need her back on Raw, like legitimately, because we have nobody. We have a title match with the best women's wrestler in the world and this other woman who hurts everybody. <laughs> and then we have Liv Morgan underneath. Like, we're struggling. So we need you to come in and really, really help us. So that really might be the plan. But I, I want to I see her stay in NXT for a little bit longer, build the Rhea Ripley thing um, up a little bit more. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But um, definitely some, some intrigue with, with where they move forward. And here's the other thing about NXT that I love, and I know I'm putting them over, and some people disagreed with me on Twitter about it. Don't worry, remarks. Be paid when, the- when, they, when someone wins a title in NXT, it means- it's a big deal. It's a big deal. They don't even they, – they haven't had that many people to be champion in the last five years. Yep. So when someone wins a title, it's a big deal. And that's, what, that's supposed to be what wrestling is. Sorry, guys. I know you want this person to be pushed, and that person to be pushed, and that person to be pushed. The title's supposed to mean something, unlike the titles, you know, on the main roster. And so very, very uh, glad that, you know, uh, they kept the titles on those guys. And I I could see a collision course of Keith Lee winning, having both belts and, you know, and it'd be great. You know, personally, it seemed like an African-American star really put, put up, like put up and put over like that. I think it'd be great. So, but that's really for way, way down the road. We're doing some fantasy booking here. We'll see what happens.
1: And the last thing for me, before we get out of here, I said this on the, uh, on last week's show, but once again, and it was a slightly different promo, but the promo that they had right before the women's match to promote this three-way, I thought was so well done. And if I thought, if you're gonna, I don't know who did that package, but that person should be working for Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. You don't want to over- No, night,
0: it no, 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 keep them where they are. No, but I'm just keep saying- them, No, because they're gonna go to the main roster and they're gonna mess them up. I think it might be, it might be Jeremy Borash, right? I think he's he the one be. doing a lot of that stuff, right? No, keep him there. I want to see one good show every week. I don't want to see three below average shows every week. Keep him there. Keep that show being good and let me, you know, have the main roster be bad and let me have one good show every week from, from the WWE umbrella.
1: I'll just, all right, let me just finish that point. i I thought it was a really good promo package and I wish more people saw it because you know, you have less than uh, less than half the people who watch that disaster known as Monday Night Raw watch NXT every week based if you believe Nielsen ratings. So, I mean, you wish more people got a chance to see that great promo package Promoting this three way match, which they truly delivered. But uh, yeah, but Jay, uh, I think we went over a lot of good things. We'll be back uh, with another live live discussion on the weekend wrestling on Thursday. But we will have our interview with uh, the very interesting and entertaining, and not by far the biggest fan of uh, of Cody Rhodes of AEW. Uh, Big veto on this Tuesday. Any uh, last thoughts that you had before we uh, do plugs and everything else?
0: No, no. I think, um, I think it was a solid show. It was fun. It was good doing this with you. Um, yeah, check out the Big Vito interview. I think it's going to be really, really good. We got some great feedback on a David Starr interview. I really listened to it and didn't realize how much presidential talk we, we did with him. And seeing everything that's going on now, um, it, it's really kind of apropos. Mm-hmm. So, you know, check that interview out. Uh, work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. We are at work. Shoot pod. I was pretty active on Twitter, arguing with people on there. Um, so really had some fun live tweeting. I probably won't be live tweeting raw because Raw's is terrible. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll definitely you know definitely live tweet uh, the Monday night, the Wednesday night wars, I should say. Um, check us out on Facebook, Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast, um, and we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast.
1: And, as, and as, as we always say, if you leave us a five-star review, we will be sure to read it out the uh, following week. And uh, as always, check out our sister podcast. You don't know Jackie. Uh, we are epi- episode fifty-two this week, so we are our one year, one year as a podcast with the ladies of of comedy there. So uh, getting ready to start, I guess, year two of that compared to I guess like six years on and off for this one, but. Uh, Jay, if they ever get to that point, please shoot me. (laughs) But uh, Jay is always the final word is yours. Thanks a lot for coming with us tonight.
0: I think we're done here. See ya.